1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: The Indianapolis Colts, they found a safety. Might not be the safety you wanted, but it's a safety, and it puts into play kind of a name game thing that I absolutely love, and so I hope he makes the final roster. We've, we've separated the good and the bad from what we saw at minicamp. We've got some good. We've got some bad. Yesterday was Optimism Wednesday. Today, a little bit of pessimism today. It was Pessimism Thursday. We don't do Pessimism Thursday, but we were a little bit pessimistic, a little bit negative about the cold. Some of you liked it. Some of you didn't. I'm getting equal criticism. Those who think I'm too optimistic, those who think I'm too pessimistic. You know what, it's kind of like Keith Richards. What do you have when Keith Richards is drooling out of both sides of his mouth? A level stage. It's an old Dave Wilson joke, but it's a good joke. All right, we're gonna talk a little bit about those Colts and then we're gonna talk about Indiana basketball a little bit. Got some news today from JD Campbell, the basketball SID. His last day here is going to be June 30th. I think that he's been here through some really tumultuous times and if you go back the last 15 years, there's one guy who's been a part of this program, and it's JD. JD knows where the bodies are buried, and JD could write one hell of a book. We'll talk about JD Campbell a little bit. We'll talk about the NBA draft coming up a week from tonight. The Indiana Pacers are going to select seventh, we believe. I think they move out of seven. I don't think they're going to stick at seven. I think they're going to go someplace else. They're going to either trade down, trade back, or trade up. I don't think. They seven. Seven is a really tough place to get a great player. You're almost better off, like, you know, Sam Ficini of the Athletic. He does a great uh, NBA draft breakdown, top 100. He's got them broken down into tiers. You've got, you know, you've got the Vic tier. Then you've got uh, first tier, and that's about two players. Then you've got a second tier, third tier. Once you get into the fourth, fifth tier goes into the second round. But if you're, I think it's kind of easier to draft correctly when you're toward the end of a tier than the beginning of a tier, if that makes sense, because you've got other general managers kind of making your decision for you, and I think that that helps you because I think at 7, like between 7 and 10, I think a lot of guys reach for somebody who they think may have been overlooked in the top 5, and that's rarely the case. A lot of times people who are drafted 7th are drafted seventh for a reason. It's not that the top 6 guys, you know, just decided, "Hey, that this guy I wish we could take him too." They pass on that guy. If a guy's been passed over 6 times after being examined, there's a reason for that. A week from tonight is going to be really fascinating. And then we've got the NBA finals ratings, which I think were really good news for the NBA because the Nuggets and the Heat, like when the thing started, who the hell cared? But the ratings wound up being pretty good. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now. Live at Simon Scott Assembly Hall with Kent Sterling for Thursday, June fifteenth, two 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You call Johnson's Plumbing, I'm telling you, they are going to fix your pipes. Your pipes are going to thank you. You call Jared Johnson at 765 610-8809 and you are going to be in league with the best plumber that there is now let's talk about sports let's talk about what the colts did they signed michael tootsie today he's a rookie undrafted free agent out of north carolina or north dakota state university played there for a while played like 68 games that's a lot of college football games not a lot of guys play 68 games so this was kind of that COVID year bump in terms of games. He uh, participated in the rookie minicamp as a tryout attendee, participated in the veteran minicamp as a tryout attendee, and he was signed because Daniel Scott went on IR yesterday. So we've got this situation. Not only do we have French and fries on the offensive line, if the Colts were, went out and got, and, and I don't think he plays anymore, but Samari Roll... And you had michael tootsie you could have tootsie roll and french fries standing next to each other on the sidelines uh, for the Colts, and wouldn't that be special ridiculous but special so you got the, the, you got the tootsie roll which is kind of a a pre-dinner aperitif type thing the appetizer and then you've got the uh the french fries which is kind of the side dish for a delicious big mac now, if you can get somebody named Big, somebody named Mac, oh, or, or, or just to start uh, start the name with Mac something, that'd be awesome. Maybe the Colts are trying to put that together. Maybe this is why they signed Michael Tootsie. Maybe this is why Fries and French are on the roster to begin with, would explain some things. They got a good sense of humor. The silt has settled from the veteran uh, minicamp, which was supposed to continue today. It did not. So we're down here at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, celebrating the life and career of the great J.D. Campbell. We'll get to J.D. in a minute. Um, But the good and the bad, there's no ugly in minicamp. There's ugly once the season starts. You can get ugly then. You can have ugly once the season starts.
2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: But as the season is, you know, three months away, just under three months away, they're no ugly. The good, Anthony Richardson, both in behavior, work and work ethic, and frankly, elite level athleticism that is obvious for the eye to see. You can tell that he is an elite level athlete. When he moves, he moves with fluidity. When he releases a football, it pops out of his hand. He's got his hand over the top, releases it way up here, and it leaves his hand very quick. It's a quick release, but it's a powerful release. He does a lot of stuff right. He's got to get his feet right. He's got to get his hips right, but he moves in the pocket beautifully. He is not like a jittery athlete. He's a fluid athlete. I can't wait to see him play in the regular season, and then we're going to know. What we're doing now is we're speculating. Got to stop the speculation that will happen on September 10th. We'll find out if he's as good as it seems. Then you've got uh, Hull. I think Evan Hull could be a pretty decent back who sort of fills that role, that kind of a a back who catches, does the right thing, hangs on to the football, makes a guy miss once in a while, just does what he's supposed to do and gets the yards that he's supposed to get as Anthony Richardson delivers him the football. And here's what Anthony Richardson does. Look, this is not going to be Matt Ryan. It's not Matt Ryan thrown to the flat. Matt Ryan with arc being thrown to the flat. When Anthony Richardson gets it there, it gets there in a hurry, and that's going to save the receivers a step of a defender coming at him. I like the way he throws. It's not as catchable, maybe, as Matt Ryan or Philip Rivers, for God's sake who couldn't break a pane of glass with a pass, but got it there early and threw it to where a guy was going to be rather than where a guy is at, like Matt Ryan kind of did last year. But uh, Anthony Richardson, pop, it's there. Hull's going to catch it. Hull's going to turn, he's going to run with it, and he's going to go north-south. There's not a lot of zipping and zagging and zip, none of that. It's north-south, tuck the ball, two hands, let's go get some yards. I like Evan Hull. Nick Cross. I thought it looked really good. But here's the thing with Nick Cross. Nick Cross looked really good in minicamp and then in training camp last year. But what happened is he started to think, according to Gus Bradley, and you can't think and play free safety. You just got to go. And I think Nick Cross is going to be able to do that this year. I think he was really young coming into the league, out of Maryland, hadn't played a tremendous amount of football. He really needed to stop thinking and start just playing. I think that's what he's going to do this year. Is that the fee lane bus? I got to go. No, no, I don't. (laughs) Ryan Kelly. Loved hearing from Ryan Kelly yesterday. Ryan Kelly spoke to us, and I posted that video about an hour ago. Ryan Kelly, you talk about a grown-ass man. He's a grown-ass man. He's 30 years old, and he talks like it. He's got wisdom, and he understands that five have got to coalesce as one in playing on that offensive line, and I think – that he believes Tony Sperano Jr. is gonna be the guy to get that done. He likes Sperano Jr. I think he likes the makeup of this line. This line is a mature group. They have played together a lot. If not for uh, Fry's taking over for Glowinski, this line would have been together in total for a, well, last year Ryman came in. All right, say so a Costanzo in 20. You know, you moved on to Fisher, then you moved on to Ryman, and I think Ryman wound up the last half of last year playing really, really well. Uh, then you've got Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen is saying all the right things. All the right things about accountability. You know what? He doesn't know anybody yet. He hasn't become close to any of these guys yet. You know what happens when you become close to somebody? When you see him in the hallway and you uh, give high fives to each other, all of a sudden, your criticism is not as critical, and your accountability is not as accountable. And all of a sudden, things get a little bit flat, the carbonation leaves the team, and, and you wind up with guys, do, you get what you tolerate. And a friendly coach is a tolerant coach. Steichen has got to maintain this attitude of accountability, and if he does, Colt's got a chance. All right, the bad, thin cornerback core. Thin safety core, right? The defensive backfield, my God almighty. How is this group even going to function? We don't know who three-fifths of it's going to be, and that's counting Kenny Moore at a slot corner. They go, Nick, I don't know. You got Julian Blackman, right, at, at strong safety, and Kenny Moore at slot corner. You don't know who the hell else you got. No idea. That's a tough thing. Then you've got no Sheck, no JT, no Michael Pittman, no Jelani Woods, no Downs no josh downs that's like how many of your primary weapons did not participate in the mini camp you got to get guys on the field hopefully they're able to do that in camp and hopefully there is some kind of esprit de corps some kind of camaraderie and chemistry that can develop within this team offensively these guys and anthony richardson have got to be ready to operate and and communicate and, and be there for each other together. And Anthony Richardson's got to be able to somehow divine where these receivers are going to go. you got to have chemistry with your receivers. We'll see if that gets done this offseason or if they just get going on September 10th and hope for the best. I, that's not a plan. That's a hope. A hope is never a plan. Let's talk about IU basketball SID at J.D. Campbell. J.D. sent out an email to people today saying, hey, I'm wheels up. June 30th is going to be my last day. And that's it for J.D. All right. You know, what? was my description offensive, or should I have said offensive when I said defensive? It, uh, sometimes I'm offensive. My critique can be offensive. I can also make mistakes where I misspeak. Uh, but J.D. Campbell, you look at the stories that he has kind of shepherded through the media. The, the odd stories, whether it was Emmett Holt or Honor Mascara Perea or Thomas Bryant or Yogi Ferrell or Xavier Johnson, the coaches started out with, uh, with Calvin Sampson here and then Dan Dockich, and then you had Tom Crean and you had Archie Miller. I'd like to see J.D. Campbell write a book about Tom Crean and working with Tom Crean for the nine years they did. I think it would be riveting. I think it would be revealing. I'd love to see it. I think it would be fascinating. But J.D. has done a great job here operating in the best interest of Indiana University Athletics, and we wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward with his life, with his wife, kids, and, you know, how hard would it be to be on call 24-7 based upon the behavior of 13 guys who don't know anything about life? And have learned nothing and don't understand the consequences of their actions you want know it's like having 13 college age children holy crap what a nightmare that'd be just god awful oh hey hello he did what uh-oh It's jd's life for the last 15 years holy god you know and then trying to make sure that the story and he told me this that his proudest achievement is that no story has gone beyond a second de- or gone beyond a first day none although I would quibble a little bit about under mascara Perea and the DUI that was a bad thing and people talked about that for a while but you get what I mean and good for JD terrific uh, run here and uh, proud to know him great dude the NBA draft a week from tonight Jarius Walker Taylor Hendricks Oscar Thompson Cam Whitmore those are the guys one of them is going to be available at seven. If not all four of them are going to be available at seven, I don't think Kevin Pritchard takes any of them at that spot. I think he either trades up or he trades back. I think seven is death. And we went over it last week, the picks in the seven hole. Not very good ones. Without Julius Randle and uh, Steph Curry over the last 15 years, you realize, Eric Gordon has, in VORP, he's ranked 12th in his draft class, and you've had guys who've been respectable, but you have had absolute swings and misses at seven because people try to overshoot. People go for the best ceiling at seven. You need to go for the best player at seven. We'll see what Kevin Pritchard decides a week from tonight. The NBA Finals TV ratings, down year to year, but that's with the Warriors and the Celtics last year in six games. Average viewership? Nuggets in the Heat, 11.64 million. Last year's finals, Warriors Celtics, 12.4 million. Only five games. And you tend to increase your ratings as the series goes on. And they become a little bit more familiar to us, the two teams. And it becomes a little bit more competitive. You have like elimination games where the drama is at a fever pitch. I think that is good news for the NBA. I don't think the headline is that ratings were down year-to-year. Year. I think the headline is ratings were only down about 7% year-to-year. Year. That's a hell of a thing for Adam Silver to Trumpet. We are going to—you know what? When I'm down a, at Assembly Hall, when I get over here, especially on a day like this where there are no cars, and you know that there's nobody in there, I like going in Assembly Hall just roaming around. That's exactly what I'm going to do. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you at 6 15 in the morning then we'll have video from minicamp a little bit later in the day and we will finish up with a wonderful inside indiana sports now and and we'll wrap up the week not before the radio show for goodness sake from right here in bloomington wgcl the talk uh, bloomington's talk 98.7 WGCL. We're on from 7 to 9. We talk about stuff. We'll talk a lot more about JD Campbell tomorrow. With
1: Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.